Hello everybody and welcome to episode 4 of Light My Fire podcast. Today we have a guest speaker from across the globe in Canada. Her name is Lydia and we actually connected on social media um, a while back when I first started um, podcasting or deciding that I was going to do podcasting and um, she has been such a great support for me um, and we actually haven't met but um, officially but we have been talking online. Anyway so what you can expect in today's episode we're going to be talking about all things self-development, um, embracing change and um, learning a bit about Lydia's um, business and her mentoring and also her own podcast that she has. Um, So buckle up and get ready for today's episode. Enjoy. Hello, Lydia. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. So um, let's start talking about how we first met. Um, So you actually reached out to me on Instagram um, when I first started um, my Instagram page and it was originally just like more of a blog and um, then I decided to change it into a, um, a podcast and start a podcast and you already had started your podcast at that stage and you reached out to me and um, I was super excited because, um, you know, it's it's really hard when you're starting out with something like this and you don't know what the heck you're doing, um, <laughs> you know, and um, you have these dreams and ideas and all the things and you're just kind of like not really um, around people who are necessarily wanting the same thing. So for you to actually reach out to me, I really am so grateful for that. Um, a fellow podcaster with big dreams. So <laughs> thank yes. you for reaching out to me. Of course, I definitely feel that and I felt that way. So that's why I'm not, well, I'm still scared to reach to other, reach out to other people, but I do it regardless because I'm like, yo, that's going to create such a cool connection mm-hmm. if we actually have like things in common and mm-hmm. it can help you feel less alone. So that's amazing. Yeah, definitely. And at the time you were studying psychology as well. Um, yes. And we talked a bit about this before. Um, so you decided to stop studying psychology and focus on other things. So do you want to talk a bit about that, about how you got into stuff, like why you started studying psychology, why you decided to leave um, and where you're up to now? Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm still in university. It's Mm -hmm. just that I changed my major and Mm -hmm. I started off with psychology because it was since I was 16 years old, it was like the subject that interested me the most, especially the part the more philosophical part, I would say. So Mm. like more related to personal development and then some neurological things that we learned were Mm -hmm. so cool to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why I started and I really thought I wanted to be a clinical psychologist. Mm. And this summer, actually summer of COVID, we didn't have a lot of opportunities, but I still found some kind of internship. I say some kind because it was Mm. part-time, but I really got to see what research was like. And Mm. then- 
I also work at a helpline, which allowed me to see what it was like to help people from different sociocultural backgrounds with like their personal problems. And I was so grateful for those opportunities. I'm still doing the helpline thing, but I realized that that wasn't my calling. Like that's not what I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And so I switched to economics because Although it's very hard, like I spend the whole day doing math today. Um, I think it's going to allow me to develop a lot of skills that are going to be useful in business mostly. Mm -hmm. And then I have marketing as a minor. So that's a real little rundown on my university journey so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love that. And how did you, um, I guess, come to terms with being like, okay, I've started studying this, but... Um, I'm feeling cold elsewhere. Um, what was the process that you went through? Because I'm sure it wasn't just like a click of the fingers. Yep, I'm changing, you know, because it is um, it is a big deal, especially when we've talked about this before, you know, you're basing your Instagram page on it. Um, and we both have done that. We've, we've both um, changed our Instagram page. And, and so there's, it's, it's a rebranding as well. And, and so it's a risk. Um, and so I guess, how did you weigh up the risk? And um, yeah, what was that process like of deciding to change? Yeah, so for me, it was more of an opportunity cost. Um, mm. Since I'm doing a Bachelor of Arts, I technically haven't lost any time because mm. there's a lot of flexibility in it. So although I'm going to have to do a lot of economics classes in the next two years, mm. I'm still going to graduate at the same time that I would have if I mm. stuck with psychology. And okay. for me, at this summer, it was more of like, okay, if I keep going through this path, psychology, where would it lead me? Like, mm -hmm. where will it lead me? And then if I change where, like what other opportunities are there for me? And although I, I 100% love the field of psychology, I think psychologists are awesome. Like I just didn't see myself doing that anymore. And, you know, obviously too, that it's such a big commitment mm -hmm. because of long years of studies that you need to do. Like we yeah. were talking about this the other day in yeah. Canada, we need to PhD to practice mm -hmm. and so when you're thinking about that like you really want to be passionate because it's going to be a lot of years mm -hmm. and for me it just it just wasn't worth it anymore to pursue that considering like all of these things that I was going to sacrifice throughout the way to do something that I actually didn't really want to do anymore. A hundred percent and I think so many people do put a lot of pressure on themselves um, which, you know, understandably um, schooling doesn't help. A lot of people put pressure on themselves to make a decision. What do I want to be? Um, hurry up, choose, because I have to choose the university degree or whatever it is. Um, and that's by path, you know. Um, and in my work, mentoring people, helping people on the autism spectrum, um, find employment that's suitable for them, that they enjoy. Um, so many of them, if not all of them, have so much anxiety because they're like, I don't know which one to choose, like which job to choose. And I'm like, hey, no worries. Like whatever, like let's find what suits you right now in this moment of your life. And you're not ever locked into anything. You can always change. And in fact, change is a good thing, right? And I think that, um, I am really an advocate for that, um, for, 
I guess, embracing change um, because I think the more that we talk about it and normalise it, the less anxiety hopefully people feel about making these decisions because, yes, it is a big decision, but it's not, um, it doesn't need to be such a scary one, you know? Yes, 100%. And in each decision or in each experiences that you have, you're, o- you're always going to have something that will teach you a lesson. Mm-hmm. For me, studying psychology was not a loss whatsoever. I learned, I learned so many things that I apply, I think, in my work or my everyday life. And even if I didn't learn like things in very, very much detail, because I didn't pursue it for the whole you know undergrad degree um I still am able to understand research articles which are kind of the basis of understanding you know the new the new advancements in the field so I'm super grateful for that Mm -hmm. plus it allowed me to you know experience working at a helpline which I wouldn't have if I were an economic student Mm -hmm. if you would have told me a year ago that I would would have been like you are crazy like I am 100% going into psychology but you know people change their minds and it's 100% okay yeah 100% and you know I think nothing I definitely have the mindset that nothing is ever wasted like no you can basically learn from something um or have an opportunity from something like even if it's a really crappy situation there's something that you can get from it you know um and a hundred percent like I see you and everything that you're doing and working towards and um everything that you learned in psychology will come into handy in one way or another you know um and it's I mean the mindset enthusiast podcast like it's it's essentially psychology right like you're um helping people change their mindset into a more healthy and positive um, way of life and, and, and mindset. Right. And that's amazing. And of course, there's going to be things that come into play with what you learned in psychology. Right. Yes, for sure. And also what I learned is that, you know, there's a difference between therapy and like very deep stuff that you actually need a professional for, which I am not, and I will not be. Mm. Um, and then mindset, which is, you know, inspired from cer- certain of the things, but you know, when you read a mindset, uh, or a personal development book, it's not necessarily written by a psychologist, but they make sure that their facts are verified when they mm-hmm. talk about more deep stuff. So mm. in this day and age, you don't need to be a specialist in every mm-hmm. field that you talk about. You just need to make sure that what you're saying makes sense, if that makes sense. Of course it does. Yeah. And I'd love on that note, I'd love you to talk a bit about what inspired you to start this podcast and I remember us when we first started talking you were kind of saying oh I had my doubts of like am because um how old are you again I'm 20 years old 20 years old amazing love it and so you were saying like you know I'm young like what do I have to really offer and you had those kind of insecurities but you decided to do it anyway Um, And that is such an amazing message. Um, And so I would love to hear, you know, the the journey that you went on to actually decide to do it anyway. Yes, for sure. I love this story because it's my story, first of all, but it's also (laughs) like, I think it's, it's just, it allows other people to see or to understand that it wasn't always like that. Like I wasn't always 
that confident in what I do. But I basically started listening to podcasts when I was 15 years old. I know that's very young. I was literally the only kid at my high school <laughs> who listened to Ed Milet. Um, I listened to um, The School of Greatness by Lewis. Like so cool. such big names and su such amazing podcasts and audiobooks. And I was reading, like I read Relentless by Tim Grover, which is like also another uh, personal development book that wow. is very well known. And like usually the, the people that read this are a little bit older, right? So yeah, I always felt kind of like an outlier in that sense, but it helped me so much. So I kept doing it. And then the like two summers ago, I, I, I came across, well, I was thinking about it, right? I was listening to more podcasts and I was like, I could actually start a podcast by myself, but I, I have no clue how to do it. And then I came across a podcasting course and then I decided to invest into it, took it. And then that helped me just get started. And then it was just a matter of doing one episode at a time, one episode at a time. And I, I was never focused on like, Yes, of course, I was focused on the big picture and my goals with it, but I was never like too caught up with, oh, I have to reach that many downloads or, oh, I have to do all of this and I have to make sure in one year we get there. Like I was more about just like getting, putting my reps in, getting more experience. And I think you can tell when you go and listen back to my first episode versus my last episode, um, how much like, you know, the, the podcasting game has evolved and how mm -hmm. I'm more and more comfortable podcasting, but it mm -hmm. was never, it wasn't always like that. And mm -hmm. so I think just what made me started is I realized that I would never actually feel ready to do it. Ready is a lie. That's probably a quote you've heard before, but it's <laughs> literally a lie. Like you'll never feel ready to do anything. And so you, if you really want to do something, you want to give it a try, you might as well give it a try. Like you mm -hmm. might as well go for it and see what happens. <laughs> I love that so much. And, you know, I think it, it's so true. Like with anything, you, you do feel awkward at the start. You don't know what's going on. And I think it is that initial um, starting point that is so vulnerable and so uncomfortable. Um, putting yourself out there, putting your work out there to be potentially ridiculed and in any judged, sense yeah. judged. Yeah. Um, and that is, I mean, to even get to the point of kind of just doing it anyway, despite all of the fears and insecurities coming up. Um, I mean, we got a, you know, we got a high five. <laughs> um, <laughs> like this is, I, I feel like really proud of ourselves for, for doing that. Um, and I, I really do want to encourage people um, by starting this podcast. I essentially, that that's my goal to inspire people um, to feel the discomfort, feel the fear and do it anyway, you know? Definitely. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I definitely had to go through like some internal um, processing of like mindset on being seen in the sense of being seen on social media, like actually posting my face and like my work, um, you know, um, it's just crazy. All the things that come up in your mind. And we've talked about this before that when you, because our brain wants to protect us, our brain wants us to do things that feel safe. Right. And so 
putting yourself out there does not feel safe, right? So all our whole body is going into like alert mode, like fight or flight, like danger, all the things. <laughs> so, I mean, how did you kind of cope with that time of all the, like this, think about like, go back to when you first decided, okay, I'm going to start a podcast and all the things that like the excitement, but the nerves, like how did you kind of, work through the mindset and all the things to get to the point of actually posting and and putting yourself out there yes being 100 honest i don't think i realized the scope of it when i first decided to do it like i i remember it was in lockdown so i you know i was only seeing people at my job i wasn't going to school and person anymore and the only people around me were my family so I didn't have that many naysayers to my face at Mm. least when I first decided to do it but I can 100% understand the overthinking that comes with it and I would never be the kind of person who says don't think about it like that's Mm. not that's not helpful at all (laughs) so I would say like yes like you just said you need to understand that it's 100% normal to feel the fear and to have all these nerves coming up, but you need to to make a decision and look at what could happen if you do that thing. And then what could happen if you listen to other people's opinions, because no matter what you do in life, no matter if you're a lawyer, if you are a garbage man, if you are a doctor, like people are going to judge you for what Mm -hmm. you do or for what you don't do. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you might as well do what you want to do and get judged for it Mm -hmm. rather than do something else and get judged for it. And obviously obviously people in the public, I I get judged a little bit more or Mm -hmm. maybe a lot more than the Mm -hmm. average population, but I think you get my analogy. And so for me, it was, yeah, it was 100% about what, are well like what are those people's opinions going to do for me and what is me going for it going to do for me like am I actually going to stop myself from doing that just because I'm afraid of what other people think Mm -hmm. hell no like and that that took a lot of work and like I said earlier I've been listening to podcasts since I was 15 years old and so I think that was a journey of like four or five years of helping myself like doing affirmations and I wasn't always consistent with it but it was always on the back of my mind like be positive be proud of yourself be confident and so I think it was definitely like a long journey before I actually took the decision and it's almost always like that like no one is an overnight success there's Mm -hmm. always so much sacrifice before Mm -hmm. uh, getting to that point but if you're in that situation like are you really going to let other people's opinions keep you from something actually amazing that could happen? Like you never know what could happen in five years, 10 years, if you're consistent with that thing. A hundred percent. And yeah, you're just thinking about Lydia at 15 years old, listening to podcasts on the way to school. Like it's amazing. Like, I mean, I'm thinking back when I was 15, like I was just boy obsessed. Like I, my I didn't need to put earphones in like I was like constantly just thinking of guys like I went to a girls school so that didn't really help Nah, that doesn't help <laughs> and if I did listen to things it was like you know um David Getter or something <laughs> like you know what I mean it's oh, just like <laughs> yeah um and I just think you know, I can, I can laugh about those things and kind of be like, damn, why didn't I listen to podcasts at 15? And that kind of gets into comparing. Right. And so that was my initial thought when I I was like, that's so cool. But why wasn't I doing that? 
And then, so I don't know if um, you relate to this, but what I've noticed with changing my mindset over time is that it definitely comes into play of mindfulness. So yes, for those of you guys who don't know what mindfulness is, essentially in a nutshell, it is being in the present moment. So not in the past, not in the future, and just not trying to change the present, just accepting what is. So whatever thoughts are coming in or what's going on, just accepting it and not trying to change it or anything, right? And so with the mindset stuff, um, even in the moment, like just now when I'm thinking, oh, like um, I wish that I was listening to podcasts at 15 years old, but then my second thought, which is something that I have had to work on for a very long time. My second thought was, hey, but that's okay because you are who you are because of the accumulation of things that you've done to get to this point now. And so, no, you didn't listen to podcasts at 15, but you did other things that made you who you are now. And Yes, I love that. That was so vulnerable of you to share, but it's so true. You can never compare your journey to someone else and you can always only judge the the second reaction that you've had. So I loved how you said my second reaction was, oh, actually, let me back up. That's not true. (laughs) I am the way I am because of what I lived at 15 years old when I wasn't listening to podcasts, but I was doing something else and that allowed me to learn that other thing. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's, this has taken such a long time, but I think this is the thing that I've consistently worked on with my mindset that has made such a difference. Um, And going back to what you said about affirmations, love that. Like I'm such an advocate for affirmations. So um, I'd love to hear how you got into affirmations. And for those who don't know, maybe explain what the hell they are. Yeah, for sure. So affirmations are basically just one line, two line sentences that start by I am. So you, the goal of this is to basically make your mind a little bit more used to thinking those things about yourself, even if you don't believe them yet. So if like a few affirmations that I know a lot of people use are I am beautiful, I am strong, I am worthy, I am intelligent, things like that, that are going to, over time, while you you repeat them, you're going to, it's going to go into your subconscious and you're going to start actually believing it and it's not going to feel as awkward. So obviously, when I first heard about affirmations, I, I think it was in a podcast and I didn't do it like um, at that time um, when I first heard it, but I, it was still, it was always in my mind that speaking well to yourself is so important because you spend every single of every day, every single second of every single day with you. And Mm -hmm. so if you are the kind of person who always speaks negatively to yourself, how do you expect to succeed and be happy? Right. And Mm -hmm. so affirmations are kind of based on, you know, making sure you are getting used to speaking to yourself more positively and they make a huge difference. Now, Mm -hmm. I am not perfect. I don't do affirmations every single day, but the fact that I do them from time to time and I think sometimes I don't say them out loud. And I know it's more powerful to stand up, say them out loud, but sometimes I just say them in my head when I'm going through something hard or like in the present moment, like I feel stressed. I'm like, okay, I'm strong, I'm beautiful, I'm capable, I'm intelligent, things like that. And then that helps me over time gain more confidence because it helps me do the things that I'm scared of. A hundred percent. And I 
I, I guess you would relate to this as well in the sense of you feel silly. You feel silly when you first start doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, well, no one's really talking about it. Um, I guess when I first um, got into affirmations, I just was like writing it down. I put it next to my mirror and I still have it now. Um, but like, I actually have the first um, affirmation that I ever wrote for myself. Um, yeah. And it was literally like, I think five years ago. Um, and oh my I, God. Yeah. And I put it next to my mirror and I was like reading it out to myself and I felt silly. But the thing is, I think with everything self-development, like not everything, but like 99% of things that I've tried for self-development and that I've cultivated into my life felt silly at first. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's because we're not, we're not taught to speak that way to ourselves. We're not taught to do those things that you know we learn in podcasts so it, of course it's going to seem foreign to us like I don't know if you've heard about Mel Robbins um a big high five where the concept is basically like you you give yourself a high five that is so weird because we are not taught to do that we're we're taught to encourage others but we're not taught to encourage ourselves mm-hmm. and that's so backward when we think mm-hmm. about it but I think that's pretty much most people's reality Yeah, definitely. And there's just so many things that come into play with this. Like, I mean, selfishness. Um, When I first, so around five years ago, when I started kind of opening up to the self-development world, I, this, this feeling of selfishness came through of, I feel selfish by wanting to put myself first. But when we really think about it, this isn't, I'm definitely not alone with feeling this. This is a universal thing and definitely a cultural thing of being taught for so long that if you don't, if you put yourself first, then you are selfish. And this was definitely the narrative for the last few generations. And I think it's this generation now that is really making that change, taking it, um, taking time to kind of filter through what do I believe and what have I been told to believe? And I think that that's one of the most beautiful things that has come through from this generation is the self-love movement and kind of destigmatizing um, self-care because if we cannot put ourselves first and make sure that our um, needs are met, we actually cannot for a prolonged period of time, care for other people. We will burn out. Like it is, it's fact. Like we will actually burn out if we don't put ourselves first and our needs first. And to to reprogram my mind to not associate self-care with selfishness has actually taken the longest time. Um, And I wonder how that journey has been for you. Yeah, I definitely feel, well, I still feel like that sometimes today but I felt more like that when I first got started in personal development because like you said that's not what we're taught to do but Mm. I understood really fast that you cannot help others Mm. if you're not like full if you're not 
filling your cup first. You can't mm. pour into others the way you want to pour into others. And I don't know about you, but mm. I want to have a massive impact on mm. as many people as I can and mm-hmm. on the people around me. And I want to have good relationships. And, you know, often the people who are the closest to us are going to be the ones who are like kind of a victim mm. of those consequences. So for instance, I live with my parents and my brother. Well, if I'm not taking care of myself and I'm always um, only, you know, helping others without helping myself first, then they are going to see me when I can come back from work or when I come back from school, they're going to see me, you know, in that state of being exhausted and being kind of in a way, like almost impatient with them. And these are the people I love the most in the world. Mm. So why would I, why would I put that onto them? And so I think taking care of yourself is a personal responsibility. And if Mm. more people did it, there will be way less problems in the world. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think this, it, I feel quite um, alone at times. And I think that this is very, um, I mean, it's a universal experience to feel alone at times. Sure. But when you are working on yourself to such a level where it's like, you know, Um, you're like full self-development mode. You're like getting all the books, all the podcasts, all the things, soaking it all up. Um, And you're doing everything that you can to better yourself and better your life. It can feel quite lonely at times because, I mean, maybe your family does understand. I'd love to hear about that. Um, I, I definitely feel that Um, at first there was people around me that didn't quite understand and um, it also comes into play with mental health as well like um, and you know um, as I said everything is kind of interconnected right Um, yes so how do you deal with the times when you feel kind of alone because you're doing the work and it's mostly internal it's not really what people see um, and the things that people do see, sometimes they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, obviously, like people don't see the hard stuff you're going through. People don't see all those times at night where you were journaling or where you were having, I don't know, you were having a hard time with your homework and then you're working really hard on it. They only see you succeed when you get those good grades, when you, um, I don't know, when you achieve those big milestones in your life, whatever they are for you. But I think people are more and more transparent about it, especially in the public space, about showing those hardships. Like, I don't know if you've seen that trend Um, On the outside, you see confident, badass women, but on the inside, you don't see the struggles, the cries, the anxiety, all of those things that she had to go through to get to that, you know, boss women vibes um, kind of person. And, And so I think when people don't understand those things, they just have to think about themselves and how they are also going through those things. And so if they are human and the other person is human even though you're not living in the same conditions they might have more money they might have better like life conditions they are still going through stuff for 100 percent sure mm-hmm. definitely and i i'm i'm definitely sure that you can relate to this that podcasts have made me feel less lonely in these times um i have amazing friends and family that um, support me in my um, many grand endeavors. <laughs> and I'm so thankful for that. 
but there is definitely times where I do feel alone and podcasts have been that kind of, um, yeah, support that I've been looking for of like, Hey, you're, you're not alone. Um, and I, I feel that that is such a beautiful thing to be able to just go onto your phone and connect with someone on the other side of the world, um, and listen to, to what they have to say and find out that what they're going through is what you're going through. You know what I mean? And I feel like people are just not, most people are just not brave enough to be that vulnerable. Um, and so I just, it, it is really refreshing to, I guess, listen to people out there who are going out and being vulnerable and being their most authentic self. Um, and it's inspiring, you know? Um, it is it, so inspiring. Like yeah. people who are unapologetically themselves yeah. make me so like excited about life because I'm like, those people exist. That means I can be like that too. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I guess going back to affirmations, like, and I, I'd like to ask about how this comes into play with visualization. And if you do visualization, I'm, I mean, I find that the two kind of come together quite nicely, affirmations and visualization. And it has helped me get to this point where I am now. Um, So I've actually, um, I am a very visual person. So I love Pinterest. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm just obsessed with Pinterest. Um, And it helps me to visualize. So like I have a board um and it's uh living my best life and so I'm just like putting all the pictures that I'm like yes like podcast host like like really nice house like holidays psychologist like all the things um and it just gets me so excited and it helps me to visualize myself in that life that I want um and alongside with affirmations um, and even listening to affirmations. Um, I actually, on YouTube, um, every morning I listen to um, affirmations of um, just anything like, you know, I am um, successful, I am abundant, I am all the things. Um, And they say that when you're listening to affirmations, uh, when you first wake up and when you go to sleep, your subconscious mind is more active. So it's kind of going into your subconscious more easier. Um, And I definitely find that, that a combination of all those things um, have really helped to subtly, um, in, in the short term, it's subtly changed my mindset, but in the long term, looking back, it's drastically changed my mindset. Do you know what I mean? Yes, 100%. Um, okay, so for visualization, I know that it is such a, a big part of a lot of people's, um, you know, mindset routine or just like visualization and manifestation and all that stuff I personally find myself visualizing things without necessarily doing it um actively like without necessarily putting that much thought into it and like that much intention that's the word I was looking for but lately I've been doing it more and more intentionally and it's been helping me a lot so personally I like to visualize myself as 
the kind of person I want to be and adopt that identity. So when I made the switch from psychology student to economic student, that was like a whole identity shift because mm-hmm. psychology was a part of my identity for the past freaking five years. Like I've been wanting to be, or like four years, but I was, I wanted to be a psychologist since I was 15, 16 years old. Kind of, mm-hmm. that's when I made my decision that it was my path. And then switching to economics, a field that's completely different was such a, you know, huge transition, but it was, it was very fast for me to do because as soon as I took that decision I kind of kept repeating myself I am an economics major I'm an economics major I'm an economics major and I kept imagining myself going to those economics classes instead Mm. of psychology classes Mm. and I think it's just like imagining myself in daily situations Mm -hmm. as well as big milestones so I Today, when I was doing my math and I was struggling and I was, uh, it was not fun, but it was worth it. Um, I kept imagining myself graduating with that economics degree. I know I keep saying that like really emphasis, but like emphasize on <laughs> economics. Um, but yeah, like visualizing yourself in both the big milestones that you want to hit and the small daily actions. Yes. Like visualize yourself going to the gym if you want to be a gym person. Yes. Visualize yourself feeling so good in your body because you're putting good things into it. Things mm-hmm. like that are 100% going to help you take that identity and then you're going to start acting and start having the habits of the person that you actually want to be. A hundred percent. I love that so much. And I mean... So firstly, the math thing, like you are my hero and that's the inspiration that I need because as you know, statistics and psychology is just an ordeal. Like it's just it's something else. Yeah. It's something else. <laughs> and like every psych student hates it. I mean, there's like, I have, I've yet to meet someone who actually enjoys statistics um Mm -hmm. and I I failed the unit actually um and that's that was really hard for me because I was just like crap like that's another like it's money it's another semester um it's all the things but you know again I had to I did give myself a moment to like have a pity party um (laughs) But then afterwards, that's I important. Picked, yeah. And then afterwards, I picked myself up and I was like, you know what? Like, you stopped doing maths in year 10. Because, like, in Australia, for like a little while, I don't think it's a thing anymore. But, like, when I was in seniors, um, you could actually choose to not do maths. Um, so, me never really being good at maths, I chose not to do it, right? <laughs> um, and then I went on to university to do a degree that is like statistics. <laughs> so literally. Yeah. Um, so I I, you know, cut myself some slack and I was like, you have literally not done maths for like I think it was like seven or eight years. That's crazy. Like (laughs) you are a new person at that point. And yeah, the things you learned are still in your head, but like, there's a lot of things that aren't as quick to come. Exactly. And I was, I was definitely, you know, you know how it is with um, studying and working and like trying to live your life, like to juggle all of it um, is, 
just so intense. And so most of my degree I've gotten by by just doing the bare minimum in terms of um, the lectures and stuff and just focusing mostly on the assignments because for me to have to do work as well and everything else, that's that's the only way I can do it. Um, and, so, you know, because like there's a lot of people out there that are privileged enough to be able to fully like immerse themselves in uni and like go and live on campus or at college or whatever. Um, but it's, it's not the reality for everyone. Right. And so um, I've just had to make do with, you know, the resources that I have available and, you know, I had to remind myself like, maths is not something that you can just kind of catch up on like when you can like it it starts off easy and then each week progresses to another harder level <laughs> so what I was yes. doing was I would just be like tuning into a lecture week six week nine and then I suddenly realized oh crap like that like there's a gap <laughs> <laughs> like I went into the I went into the tutorial and then they're just talking about like another language. I'm like, sorry, oh, what? No. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, looking back, like it makes sense that I failed and like, I am so I, like, I'm like literally like training now. Like I'm like, bring it on like next semester, like come at me. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> Love that. yeah. And so I think that's also a, a great mindset that I have developed, um, of just having such relentless resilience, you know? Um, and I see that in you as well. And I see that in so many people um, around me who are dreaming big. You do have to have that resilience. And for those of you who haven't heard of resilience, I guess it is kind of a buzzword now, but it's essentially, I like to think of it as like picking yourself back up when you fall, which inevitably you will. And I always think of Brene Brown, like she's just, she's honestly, mm. oh, I love her so much. She is the vulnerability queen. <laughs> she really is. Yeah. So thank you for those compliments, first of all. And I, I really agree. Like we, we think, so thinking about like, oh, I'm going to overcome all these challenges is so cool to think about because you feel like a badass, but yeah. when you're going through it, <laughs> yeah. you feel like the worst thing yeah. that was like left on the side of the road yeah. and like <laughs> failing and failing and failing and like doing that math problem. And then you thought you understand and then you didn't understand then like yeah. things like that and you just need to remind yourself that that's actually the reality you're supposed to go through exactly. and it's very easy to talk but it's way harder to walk but 100%. I never want to be the person who talks the talk but doesn't walk the walk and yeah. I think it happens to everyone to do that and it's definitely happened to me recently but like I am very self-aware about it I'm like no like you're another person you walk the walk you don't just yes. talk the talk because so many people talk, 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 but then don't do anything. And you don't mm -hmm. want to be that person because that doesn't bring you anywhere. A hundred percent. And I, I want to start talking about your journey of starting your own business and business mentorship. Um, and I'm definitely certain that that kind of mindset has helped you to get to where you are now, starting a business at 20. Or did you start... 19 you started this 19. year wow amazing. I, en I enrolled in the business when I was 19 years old love that okay so let's talk about this talk about um, what inspired you to get to that point of starting your own business and mentorship and 
um, how are you finding it now? Yeah, so basically, I the business Heidi is talking about is direct sales. It's with Monet, it's a company that sells wellness, hair care, and skincare. And I started because I saw a girl that I was going to school with do it, and I was interested in the training that she was getting about um, sales, direct sales, and like. Um, kind of branding yourself online because I knew that that was going to be a skill that would help me in the future. If you think about it, most stores are, are like hiring less and less employees because they have more sales online. Like that's that's just how people do it these days. And so I was like, if I can have that knowledge right now, that will help me so much in the future. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's so much more than that. I personally love it because it allows me to work while being in school I get to choose my own schedule I get to interact with the people I want to work with and I want to help with their hair and their skin and I have the most amazing clients the most amazing team um but it's definitely a lot of self-discipline and a lot of um a lot of just putting yourself out there and getting told no over and over Mm -hmm. and over again because that's what sales is all about like you get told no a lot of times before you get told yes but when you do it over and over again it's it's kind of a compound interest and you get to the top of whatever you're going through and so for me it's become just like that that way of accomplishing my dreams because no one is born with a dream of selling shampoo I love the shampoo I sell but that wasn't my dream when I was born right (laughs) and I see it more as the vehicle that is going to get me to that point where I will be financially stable I will be you know a better thank you a better person like all of those things that I want from that opportunity and still help people with it because mm. the goal of this business is to help people and bring people up with you while mm. you're going through you know the the whole the whole compensation plan as we call it yeah 100% and I love that like I'm really um I can see that we have very similar mindsets and I just love that um in the sense of what you're saying now that there's nothing that goes to waste. Like the fact that, you know, you didn't, you know, you weren't born um, and you wanted to start selling skincare. I mean, not skincare, um, hair care and stuff like that. Like most people wouldn't. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you took this as an opportunity um, as a stepping stone. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people, I see this a lot in mentoring as well, and I'm sure that you relate to this, that as I'm mentoring people, I see that a lot of people have this kind of fixed mindset of, um, oh, like, um, I don't want to do that because it's boring or I I, I, I don't know why I'm doing this or, you know, and if you shift that to, okay, well, what opportunities is this bringing me right now and how is this a stepping stone towards what I want in the future? Um, and when you shift it like that, it just makes all of the difference, right? And you can get yes. pumped over anything. <laughs> yes, I've had so many girls come come to me and say oh I'm not a salesperson I'm not you know I don't post on my story okay but 
that doesn't matter like you can start doing that exactly. i'm gonna teach you everything you need to know there's tons of resources out there and you just need to be resourceful and mm-hmm. be willing to go through everything that that this opportunity can bring you and funny enough like literally a week ago they launched well they announced that they're going to launch the business in australia too so all you australian babes are going to be able to take up to take this opportunity um and i'm so so excited to help people so like, in australia too because <laughs> you guys are so freaking sweet um and so if you're ever interested in the opportunity or something just dm me on instagram it's at lydia Morandi. i posted tons of stories out there on there but come talk to me we'll talk about the opportunity see if we're a good fit and i will be glad to mentor so many more people and also like for those who i mean you you can't see lydia right now but when you go follow her on Instagram, you'll be able to see her. You have the most amazing hair. Like, really. Oh, like, oh you're so nice. <laughs> like, your hair speaks for itself. And, like, I've been waiting for you to launch it in Australia so I can finally get your hair products. I'm so excited. Like, genuinely, like, I just, there's so much, like, products out there for hair stuff. And I'm just so overwhelmed and to actually know someone who knows what they're talking about and like is living proof, like you've shown your before and after I'm like, damn, like, yes. So (laughs) I will be your hair. Don't suck. Yeah. Your hair don't suck. Your hair doesn't suck. The products you use do (laughs) a hundred percent. Um, so I'll be putting all of your like website and, um, how to connect with you, like on Instagram and stuff in the show notes. Um, so I'd like to do a kind of fire rapid, um, rapid fire question and answer. Okay. Sure. Let's do it. So I'm going to ask you three questions and you just have to answer it straight away. All right. Here okay. we go. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? My health. Okay. If you could- I have to develop. I mean, if you want to, you can, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Obviously, like not everyone is healthy. If if you are healthy, even if you have a disability, your body, like your body doesn't owe you anything. You owe your body so much. And so being grateful for your health and treating it as something that you actually value every single day because you're not gonna have that for the rest of your life. Like it's eventually going to decline. But if you're healthy right now, you should be so grateful. I love that. <laughs> and like just to disclaimer like we did not prepare this before like Lydia just she just knows how to answer it just like that like you're on fire (laughs) oh you are on fire too with those questions (laughs) oh wait but I prepared them so that's different (laughs) okay okay I see that (laughs) so take the compliment all right (laughs) thank you (laughs) all right um second question if you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability what would it be and why to actually not care what other people think because I think I've gotten better at it but it's still like in the back of my mind like a lot of the time and I I've been working on it but if I could like wake up and not have that it would be so freaking amazing Mm -hmm. yes I would love that too (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. Would you like to be famous in what way and why? Okay. So here's a tricky question because mm-hmm. yes, 
But then no, when you think about the things that the people who are famous have to go through and how they, well, if you're super famous, like if you're Drake or something or like (laughs) Beyonce, you can't go in public like without (laughs) like freaking six people around you who are ready to protect you, right? (laughs) And so I think like my goal is not necessarily to be famous, it's to impact people. And I think a lot of, a lot of famous people are, I don't want to say that they didn't work for it, but they, like they, they're, they might be famous because their family is famous mm-hmm. or they might be, you know, they might have been born with something that helped them be famous. And yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, they probably work for it. But mm. people who have made such a big impact on people that mm. everyone wants to come up to them and like mm. thank them for the music they did, for um, the podcast they did, for the movies they played in. Like, I think that's so, so cool. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think so too. Like you can really kind of tell the people who have like been working their butts off and being like relentless with it. Um, Yeah, I guess I personally wouldn't want bodyguards and all the things. So (laughs) I want to be able to like, you know, go to like the supermarket and like not have like paparazzi. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I do want to be like still well known. It's, it's, I I guess it's kind of like the in between, right? Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Lydia. It has been so fun hanging out with you. Um, And I think this is just, this connection that we've formed is just living testament that the power of social media. Um, in, in a positive way. There's a lot of negatives about social media, but I think the fact that we've been able to connect um, has is just such a beautiful thing. And so um, I really encourage people to um, connect with people online. Um, you can make friends with people all around the world. And especially now during these times where it can feel quite isolating, um, you know, there is those tools available, you know, Um, and I'm just so thankful that social media has brought me you. Oh, I'm so thankful to be on your podcast. And like you said, to have this relationship through literally just the internet. Um, and I think like, if you're safe with it, you can definitely talk to people on online and like, obviously, like I said, be safe and make sure you are not being catfished or something, (laughs) but like you you can like definitely make such great connections and learn about new cultures, um, Mm -hmm. through like Instagram or something. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I definitely feel like I'll be having you on again because there's just so much more to talk about. (laughs) But thank you for your time, Lydia. And um, I'll be, as I said, I'll be putting all of your details of how to connect with you on the show notes. And um, be sure to check out Lydia's podcast, Mindset Enthusiast, um, for some mindset tips on how to live your best life. Yes, thank you for having me. Okay, so I hope you all enjoyed episode four with Lydia. Um, If you would like to connect with Lydia on Instagram, her handle is Lydia M. Randy, L-Y-D-I-A-M-R-A-N-D-I. And um, there you can check out her podcast, which is the Mindset Enthusiast podcast. Definitely check it out for some... um, 
any well basically anything to do with mindset um, and self-development and if you want to check out her hair product business um, as she said she's just launched it in Australia so you can get that now um, so that will also be in the show notes um, so stay tuned for the next episode it's going to be another solo episode um, in a fortnight so until then stay cool and yeah <laughs> that stay cool and stay true to you in the moment yeah yeah i don't know tried to be cool but it didn't work just be yourself that's that's what i'm gonna leave it the note that i'm gonna leave it on okay bye